This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, story uh, today in the National Post uh, about rural Saskatchewan. You might remember the story of uh, Colton Bushy, uh, who was uh, shot and killed on a, a farm in rural Saskatchewan. We're not sure exactly what happened. A suggestion that maybe there was a group that had a flat tire or maybe they were involved in committing some crime. Other farmers, though, in in rural Saskatchewan are concerned about levels of crime in their community. And some are even taking to social media to make it known that we're armed and we realize that, you know, the police are not able to to show up instantly and that we're going to protect ourselves. Uh, Joe O'Connor, Post Media Features reporter, has the story today. Joins us on the line. Joe, good afternoon. Rob, how's it going? Well, it's going well. So tell us a bit more about, you know, this concern that, that a lot of these farmers seem to have. So the the incident that, uh, uh, I mean, it's been an, uh, an ongoing concern, at least in terms of property crimes, for a lot of uh, farmers in rural Saskatchewan. Uh, anecdotally and both practically speaking, they've... Uh, uh, many farmers I spoke with would say that uh, there's the incident of this property or a gas being siphoned or a tool being taken from a shed um, has been on the rise for a number of years. But what touched off the latest round and uh, actually heightened the tension of the place was an incident from a week ago, Monday, where a farm laborer, a guy from Eastern Europe, was driving along a road. He'd, he'd been back to the farmhouse to pick up a tool, back in his service truck. Off he's going back to the field, and he sees three individuals standing beside a black SUV. And so he slows down, starts to slow down, slow down, slow down. The closer he gets to these individuals, he notices, A, they're masked, B, they're armed. And one of the individuals then stood in the center of the road and leveled his pistol the laborer's windshield, uh, whereupon this gentleman who had, uh, uh, he's from Eastern Europe and actually had some military training, he ducks down and floors his vehicle and drives off. Of course, a manhunt ensues involving the RCMP. Uh, The vehicle is never located and uh, three masked armed men are never found. So this is the incident that sort of tweaks Saskatchewan from a place where people are concerned about property crime, uh, people in rural areas, uh, they have guns, they've always had them, whether it's to dispatch a, a mangy coyote or a skunk who won't get out of the way of the combine. So guns are part of rural life, but now uh, guns, uh, at least to the farmers, are seen as a, a means of protecting themselves, not just their their property. They're, they're scared, they're frustrated, they're frightened. And um, it's entirely a bit of a mess and one that's ongoing. There was another incident just uh, Monday of this week involving a high-speed car chase um, on the highway that uh, involving farmers who a suspicious vehicle apparently pulled up on a farmer's yard. Um, the yarder went as the farmer went to meet them. Vehicle speeds off. Farmer chases. Uh, other farmers join in the pursuit. Uh, vehicles elude, vehicle eludes the farmers. But uh, here's the atmosphere in rural Saskatchewan today um, during harvest of all times. Well, and, you know, it's, we, we think of rural 
areas as you know you're not in the big city you don't have to deal with these all these crime problems but some of these smaller communities you know in saskatchewan in particular actually have relatively high levels of crime well that's i mean again it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the crime level is in the smaller communities or at least in the rural areas because stats canada he doesn't give a precise there's no hard hard statistics all you have is anecdotes and he talked to enough farmers, and I interviewed many, and uh, most of whom were reluctant um, to give me their name. But uh, uh, to an individual, they all had a story about something getting taken from them. Um, again, their problem, their concern was about property crime, about losing things that they worked hard to purchase, um, not uh, people with guns appearing on their land and leveling the gun at them. So this is what's new. The old the old story is property crime happens. Rural areas aren't necessarily these idyllic places that we romanticize them to be. Um, the new dynamic in that story is they might actually be far more dangerous than we thought they were. Well, and what are police saying about this, though? So police aren't, it's, it's uh, uh, a little bit maddening, and I don't want to be a crybaby <laughs> journalist here, but uh, 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 dealing with the RCMP, and, and I respect them, and I imagine they have a very difficult job to do, but uh, you call a detachment that's responsible or has been sort of at the focal point of many uh, recent happenings, and, and they'll kick you to a PR department in or a media department in Regina, and you'll talk to someone uh, miles and miles removed from the ground, and you don't get many answers. But what police are saying, as they would say anywhere, is they're telling farmers, look, rely on us. It's our jobs. Let us do our jobs. What farmers are saying in response to that is, we understand you're swamped. We understand you're overstretched. We understand you're overworked, but you're not doing the job. And if you can't keep us safe, then we have to keep ourselves safe. And to do so, uh, you've got farmers now. Um, there's a proliferation of these photos on social media uh, taking their uh, hunting rifles out in the field with them. So in their combines, you've got, as you're going through with a field with your thresher, uh, there you have your, your rifle beside you. Um, I've had talked to one farmer who said he had was experienced at least two episodes last year where when he was out in the field, puttering along at five miles per hour, he could actually see on the road as a vehicle pulled up beside his, his service truck that he had parked on the road. And um, whatever the individual's intent was to uh, steal a wallet, siphon gas, or what have you, uh, farmer I spoke with, like he's like, I'm in a combine. I can't give chase. But uh, these are the sort of uh, episodes that seem to be um, uh, happening all the time. And farmers are frustrated. Uh, there's been meetings among farmers to form rural patrols. There's been talk of using drones uh, to fly over land to keep watch over areas. Uh, farmers are encouraged to put video cameras on their property where once upon a time this would just not happen. And to padlock things, uh, their farmyards, when they're not, not on them. And so there's been a sort of a shift because there was a time not so long ago, and, and one gentleman I talked to said about 10 years ago, when no one, that idea we have, no one locks their door in the country. And he said, well, no one did. You could go onto your neighbor's farmyard, 
if you needed to borrow a fix a fix your tractor or whatever, you could do so. You could even walk inside their front door and and grab a beer from the fridge and and leave a note and say I'll see you later. But uh, uh, now this gentleman told me he's like people aren't going on uninvited to other farmers' farmyards anymore. There's a, a culture of of, of, of fear again. Uh, and there's a culture of frustration. And what you have amid that culture is a, a gun culture that's always been there, but just not applied to protecting the self instead of uh, hunting or uh, shooting the coyote that's threatening the flock. Now you're worried about a guy who's going to show up armed with a mask on coming through your front door. And that's what's really has people spooked. As, uh, one, one woman I spoke with who's been working the land with her family for over a decade said oftentimes uh family the family farm the family works the farm and she has teenage daughters and she said that car on the road encountering that man what if my daughter was in that car and so this is the sort of atmosphere these are the fears that people are dealing with and the frustration is, is the police seem um, unable, uh, not for necessarily lack of trying, perhaps for lack of resources or what have you, uh, to tackle it. So it's festering away. And the worry is, is that the next sort of Colton Bushy type incident where someone gets shot and someone winds up dead for being on someone's property, whatever their intent, is, 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 is it's just waiting to happen. Well, that's the thing. I mean, look, this is a <clears throat> a crime issue, but I mean, it seems like race is kind of you know like some have called it the elephant in the room here. Yeah, it's the it's it's the great unspoken, and I would say uh, and, and stress that there's absolutely zero indication that the three masked men on the road who are still at large were First Nation, but one of the farmers I spoke with um, kind of lament, she lamented the fact in saying that whoever these men were, um, the assumption many, many, not just farmers, but many uh, white Saskatchewanians, I think I'm saying that, I hope I got that right. My God, if I, I didn't, I will uh, will be in trouble. But uh, that uh, would make the assumption that, uh, yeah, these people were, were First Nations. And uh, you can see the statistics, can, you can look at statistics that say that jailed out west are are full of first nations folks and uh we know that there's poverty we know that there's despair we know that there's crime what we don't know is who perpetrated or who actually who are those men on the road that we don't know but the built-in assumption is uh, among many is that it was first nations people so what i get the thing has to happen and this is what another farmer told me was uh, they need to find out who's responsible for the crimes that are being committed and then get all the stakeholders um, involved in trying to find a solution, trying to end what is becoming an increasingly strained and difficult situation where bad things could happen. And by stakeholders, I'd say the farmers themselves, small businessmen, and the people I talked to, the image of the redneck didn't fit it remotely. Uh, they were reasonable. They were friendly. They were hardworking. They were frustrated. They're small businessmen who are afraid. And so they are a stakeholder. Then you, of course, have the RCMP as a stakeholder. And then you have the 
the First Nations themselves. And, and I don't, and I didn't get the sense, and the farmers didn't give me the sense, that there's ever a dialogue where all three are sitting at the same table saying, we've got some issues uh, amongst our communities. Um, how are we going to deal with them? And um, how are we going to keep everybody safe? And uh, that's a conversation that needs to happen, but uh, it's not one that's happening yet. All right. Well, people can read more at nationalpost.com today. Uh, Joe, thanks so much for making some time for us. We appreciate this. Yeah, that was fun, Rob. Thanks right. a lot. You guys have a great day. Thanks, you too. There you go. That's uh, Joe O'Connor, uh, features reporter with Post Media. Uh, so he's got the story today. So when we come back from the break here, I want to hear from one of these farmers and what their concerns are. Uh, so we'll get to that side of it uh, in a few minutes here. It's afternoons on News Talk 770. Well, welcome back. Afternoons uh, on News Talk 770. Just uh, trying to find our, our next guest here. But uh, some of the texts coming in, and this is obviously not a Saskatchewan issue. I uh, got a text here. It says, Robin, I worked at Bass Pro Shop last year, or within the last couple of years in the hunting department. There were quite a few farmers that came in and said their homes had been broken into and uh, even their gun safes had been stolen. Uh, and someone texted earlier to say the same thing. If you're Posting about the guns you have, maybe that's just to the thieves, not a deterrent, but something else to steal or go looking for. Uh, Let's see, this one says, I saw the following sign in rural Alberta. It said, quote, due to the price of ammo, don't expect a warning shot. Well, that's to the point. Uh, This one near Lethbridge says two half-ton trucks were stolen from the side of a field near uh, Carmen Gale. Well, the farmers were combining last week. So it's not just Saskatchewan dealing with these rural crimes, and it seems to be getting worse. All right. Well, um, I believe we've got uh, a guest on the line here. Hang on a second here. So uh, speaking for these these farmers, this is, uh, okay, we got a, a different guest than we had scheduled, but uh, this is a fellow by the name of uh, Lee Smith. He's a, a farmer near Rosetown, I believe. Uh, Lee, is that right? Oh, hang on, Lee, you, you there? Yeah, okay. I'm here. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you're cutting out a bit there. All right, so you, you farm near Rosetown. Uh, now, are you a member of this this Facebook group then? Yeah, I started it. Oh, you're okay. All right. Well, tell us a bit more then about what you've been dealing with and why you started it. Uh, I started it because my cousin Marvin was in uh, the middle of a, uh, basically a Oh, wait a second. I tried to on the road, so... Uh, he got away from it or whatever, but after that, they started to page firearms and firearms. Oh, crap. Okay, Lee, let me I'm, I'm put you on hold. Unfortunately, we're just, the, the, the phone line's cutting out. I don't know if uh, we can try to call him back in a bit or or maybe he's in, uh, he's in a bad spot here. Uh, so this is uh, the individual who started this this Facebook page. And, you know, it's pretty to the point. Farmers with guns. And uh, so, I, I, yeah, I really hope we can we can get a clear line here because I want to hear his own story, what he's been dealing with. I'm, I'm very sympathetic here to what these farmers are going through because, you know, it's all after the fact, right? The police maybe will come after. They'll look into this. But in the meantime, you know, you got to protect your family. You got to protect your livelihood. Okay, let, let's try one more time here. Lee, uh, Lee you there? Yeah, I'm okay. in the combine, right. so I got kind of crappy service. <laughs> All right, no, I understand that. Uh, okay, well, hopefully we got a, a, a bit of a window here. Uh, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. You, you were telling us the story of you know what you've been dealing with and why why you started the Facebook group. Yeah, there's been a bit of a crime spree in our area of people coming into farmyards and taking stuff that doesn't belong to them, and you know some of them have had guns. So 
I started the page. It's more of a rural crime watch than a, than a you know intimidation thing. We just started at Farmers with Firearms to let the people know that coming to your yard with guns that we are armed as well. So you know, and we will do what we need to do to protect our belongings and our families. So that's kind of why I started it because we are you know I'm out here 20 minutes from Milk. So, you know, it takes an RCMP officer to get organized. It takes them at least an hour to get to me. Well, sure. I I guess, look, I mean, certainly you've got a a legal right to defend yourself. Um, But, I mean, if if someone's stealing uh, something and you you shoot that individual or a farmer shoots that individual, that that farmer might be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, 100%. We're not out to just shoot somebody for coming in your yard, but... We will scare them off. The only reason why the title of it is for, like, a deterrent more than anything and to let people know that we are armed. But the first thing that we'll do is phone the RCMP and let them know and, you know, follow that vehicle until a member of the RCMP can, you know, take over. You know what I mean? Right. Because it just takes them time to get out here. So what we would do is follow that individual or those individuals until a member and keep them on the phone until they can come in and pursue because it takes them so long to get to us, right? Is there a concern, though, as well, by advertising the fact that you have firearms, that that might be something a thief would then want to steal? Well, good luck. What I'm looking for. Well, yeah, (laughs) I suppose so. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... just What's typically getting stolen from from farmers? What are thieves Uh, looking for? Fuel, ATVs, vehicles, you know, tools... Um, just, you know, stuff around the yards, basically, that you can't really lock up. Or, you know, anything that isn't tied down or locked up gets taken, it seems like. Well, well and I guess if it's fuel, you're not going to get that back because the fuel is going to be used. So it's not like police yeah. can find that and recover that in all likelihood. Yeah, and usually the tools are, you know, gone by the time they find whoever took them or the vehicle's destroyed by the time they find it or, you know, it's tough. Well, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. No kidding, because I'm, I'm guessing a lot of times this stuff doesn't get recovered. No, no, I, 60% of the time I would think it wouldn't be, yeah. But what about, yeah. I mean, have any of these, these thieves been thieves been violent? Are you aware of anyone who's, you know, been assaulted or, or attacked or anything like that? Uh, just the, my cousin Marvin, south of Fisk there, there was three armed guys with masks tried to stop him on the road. But he turned off the road into the ditch and went around him and got away. But then the police were involved in that. There was Unity, Corobert, Bigger, Kindersley, Kyle, Outlook. All the cops were in the area searching for them. But I don't think they were ever found. I never heard if they were or not. But that's the only real violent case that I've heard of. And that's kind of why I started it, because I was at my wit's end with this. Well, and I guess that's probably the sentiment of a lot of the people who have joined up as well. They're they're fed up, aren't they? You betcha. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a ton of support and positive stuff on the site. There's been a little bit of stuff where people aren't real enthusiastic about the name, but, you know, that's, they can stay in the cities and count on the RCMP to protect them where we don't have that option. Well, but what do police think about this? Have they said anything? Very supportive, yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. Like night before last we were involved in where we had to follow a vehicle that was in a farmyard so we followed it out of the area and they told us to stay following them at a safe different distance until we get there so we could keep them updated as to where they were and they were caught north of uh, bigger actually
Is that right? So it is working, yeah. And we had we I put it updates on the page as we went along, and you know there was people that joined in and helped, and yeah, no, it went really well actually. Okay, well, and do you get the sense that police are doing what they can to to deal with these crimes, right? And it's it's yeah. it's tough for them. Yeah, we understand they're understaffed and far spread, and you know, so we're doing what we can to help them, basically. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, so it's uh, Farmers with Firearms. That's the Facebook group, right? You betcha. All right. Well, people can find it on Facebook if if they're interested, uh, because you know we're, we're hearing. The, I'm hearing from a lot of people today that it, you know they're dealing with a lot of the same issues here in Alberta too, Lee. But yeah, Southern Alberta is bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all right. Yeah, like well, and share it, and hopefully there's somebody out there that can help them. Absolutely. Well, we'll let you get back to work here, Lee. Thanks for making some time for us here today. All the best to you. You betcha. Thanks. You cost me about 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Send me a bill. All right. All right take care. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. There you go. That's Lee Smith out in the Combine uh, today on his uh, farm, somewhere between uh, Rosetown and Kinder- Kindersley, we think, or near Rosetown. So, yeah. And there's a lot of frustration, as he says. So they're, they're doing what they can. Uh, 403-974-8255 is the number. When we uh, come back from the 230 News, we'll talk about this uh, controversial professor at the University of Lethbridge, B'nai B'rith, Canada. Uh, raising the alarm about uh, the latest chapter in the uh, saga of one Anthony Hall. It's afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.